Good evening. Thank you so much for joining us tonight for our time of ministry in the Word of God and our Bible study. God is so good. God is so amazing. And um, I trust that you're doing well and enjoying His goodness. This is our season of praise at Abundant Life. And I hope you are constantly um, putting on your garment of praise and enjoying um, the blessings of heaven that accompany those who praise God like he ought to be praised. The Bible says God is great and he's greatly to be praised. When you praise him like he ought to be praised, he will demonstrate himself and show himself great in your life. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you so much wherever you are joining us from, whatever platform you are on, wherever you are in the world. I hope you have your Bibles, your devices, whatever else you use in accessing the Word of God. Hallelujah. This is another precious opportunity that the Lord has given to us tonight to be able to come together uh, with the saints around His Word. I want us to dive right in <clears throat> to our teaching tonight and uh, to our Bible study tonight. And um, so let's share a word of prayer. Let's bow our heads, share a word of prayer together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you so very much for this opportunity that you've given to us to come around the word of God together with the saints. What a blessing, what an amazing privilege that you have given to us, Father, to, to know you, <laughs> to know you, to be in covenant partnership with you, to walk with you, to, to love you, to to be able to serve you, to be able to come together and study your word uh, with the saints. Father, uh, grant us illumination tonight. Precious Holy Spirit, let your presence be strong here. Let it be mighty here. We know you promised wherever two or three of us are gathered together um, in your name, you are right there in our midst. So we know you are already here. Help us. Help us by your manifest presence. Help us to grow. Help us, Father God, to advance um, in our walk with you, in this journey of success that you have called us to. I give you all the glory and the praise. I speak the blessing of heaven on all of my brothers and sisters, everyone that's joining us uh, for this service tonight and those that will be receiving it afterwards. Bless them. Father, cause your mighty hands to rest mightily upon them. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lord, show them grace and mercy. In this season of praise, oh, Father God, rub off on them uh, some of your glory, some of your greatness, some of your blessings. Oh, Lord, let the blessings of God. The Bible says, let the people praise you. Let the people praise you. And our God, the Lord our God will bless us. Our land will yield its increase. Lord, cause their land to yield its increase. Bless them, Father, in every way. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Ooh, glory to God. Thank you so much again for joining us tonight. Hallelujah. We have been, for several months, studying guaranteed success and divine guidance. And in this, in this last phase, this last part, last segment of our studies, as the year winds down, um, we, I introduced um, a series of discussions last week, and I said this is how the Lord has led me to wrap this series of teachings up, to have us take a look at the vital signs of success and to do regular, a regular self-checkup. Uh, this is something that I personally engage in regularly. I check myself. I know last week or last in our last service, there was some direct ministry um, to all of us, probably to some specific people regarding um, their health. And of course, you know, one of the ways to do well in your health is to make sure you are doing regular checkups and you're doing basic things, your diet, exercise, um, meditation in the word, meditation and being exercising peace in your soul. Um, that was so powerful. Praise God. 
And we're going to move forward in that tonight. Um, first, our theme scriptures, uh, Second Samuel chapter 23 and verse 5. Uh, in the New Living Translation, David said, Is it not my family that God has chosen? Yes, he has made an everlasting covenant with me. His agreements are arranged and guaranteed in every detail. He will ensure my safety and my success. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 in the Amplified, the Bible says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely, and have good success. Notice there, it says that you will make your way prosperous. You, I will make my way prosperous. You will make your way prosperous. If we meditate the word of God day and night, day and night. Hallelujah. I love Third John verse 2 in the Living Bible Translation. It says, dear friend, I am praying that all is well with you. And that your body is as healthy as I know your soul is. I know, I believe, I am praying, I trust, I desire that all is well with you. And that your body is as healthy as I know that your soul is. Glory be to God. Glory, glory, glory. And um, last week, we, uh, I give us these five areas, five questions that um, I encouraged us to um, ask in this season, and not only in this season, but even going forward, um, to check on our vital signs of success in our lives. Do a self-check. Ensure, am I still on the path of success? No matter what, I do, no matter what my experiences have been, am I on the path of success? And um, I did say last week, if we can answer yes to all these questions, these five major questions, if we can answer in the affirmative, there is no question in my mind, no doubt in my mind, you are bound to succeed as you practice all of the other principles that we've learned in this series of lessons. You are bound to, and success in every area of your life, like, like the Living Bible said in, in 3 John verse 2, right? You succeed, you succeed in, in your life. You succeed in your soul. You, you be well. It will be well with you. It will be well with you. You will prosper in whatever you lay your hands upon to do. Like Joshua says, you will make your way prosperous. These are the... Um, the down-to-earth, daily, um, practical things that uh, a child of God needs to make sure are in the right place in their lives in order to ensure their success. Glory be to God. And so I gave us five questions. I trust that you took some time to look over that yourself last week. And if you were not with us, I hope you can go back and listen to that teaching again and do this self-check. But these are the five questions. I'm just briefly going to go over them tonight. And then we're going to go right on to, uh, to deal, discuss a few things where the first one is concerned. Number one, am I 100% sure that I am in the will of God right now? Am I in the will of God right now? Do I have God's timing right for what I am seeking to accomplish? Is this the time that God has ordained for this particular thing I am trying to accomplish, to be accomplished in my life? Whether it's spiritual or business, finance, in my family, in my life generally, is this the right time for it? Is my timing right? Number two, am I 100% certain that I am walking in love? Walking in love with everyone I know? And I bear no unforgiveness toward anyone. You may wonder what's 
the connection? What's the correlation between working in love and being a success? Huge. 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 And we'll study that together. We'll discuss it together. Again, we're not... I'm not going to be... I'm going to resist the temptation to add a lot of new material to what the Lord has already given to us. Um, but a lot of these things, they might be new um, to some of us, or we might just be reminded of some of the things that we already know. Regardless of what the situation is, make sure you're making tweaks and adjustments and make sure that, you know, you are, you are um, on the right path of success. You know, if you go do your annual physical and um, the, the, the doctor orders uh, blood work, and your blood work, blood results come back. Your vital signs are great and all that, but they find out maybe, maybe you have, let's say, in, in your results, let's just say you have uh, maybe not enough, let's say, calcium, right? Or maybe you have too much of, let's say, um, maybe sugar. <laughs> Amen. Well, the doctor would also tell you what you need to do to make a tweak. Tweak that so that you have just the right amount of calcium and you have just the right amount of sugar. Because if you don't have enough calcium, it hurts certain areas of your health. If you have too much sugar, it hurts certain areas of your health. And some other things may actually be discovered. Hopefully, those are not major things. I know um, for a lot of our um, a lot of our, our sisters, our ladies, um, you know, regular um, mammograms and, and other uh, uh, um, wellness checks. And, and some of these checks are done once in a year. Some of them are done once in three years. Some of them are done uh, more frequently, once in six months, or as the case may be, right? The important thing is that we're doing this self-assessment. We're doing these self-checks on our journey of success, and if there are things that need to be addressed, hopefully they are not major things. Hopefully they are not things that require radical change. But if they do, praise God, we have grace, right? And the Lord will help us. Like, if, if, if you ask yourself, am I in the will of God? Do I, am I 100% sure, 100% certain that I'm in the will of God and, and I have God's timing? And what I'm doing right now is exactly what God wants me to be doing. If if I can't answer that question with any measure of certainty, then a radical change might be required, right? Or if I have some certainty about it, but I'm just not very sure, well, then we might need to do some things to get sure about it. And Or if we do check and we are just absolutely sure we are not in the will of God. And what we're trying to do is not really God's will for us right now. Then what needs to happen? We need to stop doing that. We need to make a change, change direction, right? Change our approach, change, change where we're headed so that we can be in the will of God. These are, this are so important. I know they may sometimes, it may look like, oh, it may not be that relevant. What does love have to do with su success? Everything. Everything. Because walking in love guarantees that you're walking like God. <laughs> God is love. And if you walk like God, you succeed like God. Walking outside of love, walking in unforgiveness, will keep the heavens shut over our lives. Rain that has been sent, that is supposed to rain over our field, will not come. There'll be barrenness, there'll be deadness, there'll be famine. Right? If we have unforgiveness, unforgiveness will shut things up. That will not be you in Jesus' mighty name. So, as we do these checks, you know, if we need to make little tweaks, make those tweaks. If we need to make a radical change, make a radical change if you need to. And if, if, if we're good and you can answer yes, glory to God, congratulations. Am I, the second one, am I 100% certain that I am walking in love with everyone I know and I bear no unforgiveness towards anyone. That includes people that may hurt you from time to time, people that may do you wrong. Number three, am I 100% sure that I'm flexible, malleable, and agreeable? Am I convinced that I'm not rigid and unyielding in my ways? 
Am I open to growing and exploring new ideas? Am I a team player and do I take and do I celebrate my team above myself? Is the collective success of my team more significant to me than my individual success? Am I content with the place God has given me on my team? Number four, am I 100% committed to living the life of faith with no compromises or excuses? And finally, number five, am I 100% committed to standing and to keep advancing through the adversities of life that I may experience? Have I burnt all my bridges behind me? Am I completely sold out to my current undertakings without any double-mindedness or second thoughts? If you can answer yes to all of these questions, glory to God. If you can't, make the necessary adjustments. Let's get into that first one. Am I 100% sure that I'm in the will of God right now? Do I have God's timing right for what I am seeking to accomplish? Last week, we started out reading Jeremiah 29, verse 11. And especially in the contemporary, well, in the easy-to-read version and in the contemporary, contemporary English version, let me read that first. It says, um, I will bless you with a future filled with hope, a future of success, not of suffering. And then it says in the... Um, of course, in the King James, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. I really like the um, easy-to-read version. I say this because I know the plans that I have for you. This message is from the Lord. I have good plans for you. I don't plan to hurt you. I plan to give you hope and a good future. If God knows that, then I ought to have that knowledge from the Lord, right? I ought to know that I have a future filled with hope. I ought to know that God's plans for me are actually taking place in my life right now and that that plan, those plans that God has for me, will ultimately lead me to the place that he has prepared. Oh, I love it. I love it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I love the message translation. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. I know what I'm doing, God says. Well, do we know with 100% certainty, are we sure that we are in the will of God for our lives? Is our timing right? Are we in the right place? Are we sure what we're trying to accomplish? 100% certain. What we're trying to accomplish is on God's agenda for us right now. So very important. So very important. We can know this. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, is another very popular scripture. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. It says, from we know. Let's read it directly out of it. Out of that, out of the Bible right here. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Are you the called according to his purpose? Do you love God? Are you in the center of the will of God? Are you right now, right now where you are today, are you in on God's time? Are you on God's agenda? Is what you are trying to do, are the things you are trying to accomplish in your life, are those a part of God's agenda and God's plan for you right now? Since we know that all things will work together for good to them that love God and that are called According to his purpose, I want to read Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. It's powerful. And I want to read it in the um, Amplified. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 in the Amplified. It says, for we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, 
that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time so that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. This is a mouthful, but listen to this. Listen to the different parts of this scripture. We are God's own handiwork. We are his workmanship. We are recreated in Christ Jesus. We are born anew so that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us. Are we, that's the question we're trying to answer, are we doing the good works that God predestined, that God predetermined ahead of time? Or are we doing things that are totally different from that? Right? Are we taking part? He says, taking part which he prepared ahead of time. Are we taking the parts that he prepared ahead of time at the right time? Are we taking parts that God prepared ahead of time at the right time? So that we should walk in them. Because when we walk in them and we do those things, then we will live the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. If you do all of that, you will live the good life. Amen. That's Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. And then finally, let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 7 to 12. <clears throat> Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 7 to 12. It says, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the wisdom of God, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth, what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is of God, that we may know the things that are freely given to us of God. We have received the spirit not of the world, but the spirit that is of God, that we may know, that we may know those things that are freely given to us. So we can know with a hundred percent certainty. We can know with a hundred percent assurance that we are in the center of the will of God. That we are doing the things that God has predetermined, the things that God has pre-planned for our lives ahead of time. Amen. We can know that with a hundred percent Certainty. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. God knows what he wired each of us to become, where we fit the best, and who we should be in relationships with and partnerships with. God knows us better than we know ourselves. And because he can see our future before we arrive, like an architect, he has the master design or master plan for our lives. And he knows how each step we take can potentially enhance or subvert the good future that he has planned for us. So why not ask him? Why not make sure that you are in the center of God's will? There's no room for trial and error. Trial and error does not equate success. We cannot succeed by living by trial and error. Let's try this today. If it doesn't work, we'll try that tomorrow. If it doesn't work, we'll try that. No, we don't try things. It's the thing about it, because when you try things, there's no faith there. I don't know about you. I don't try things. I don't, I don't try. I don't, I don't try to move forward in life. I move forward in life. I don't try to breathe. I breathe. Glory to God. I don't try to pursue an assignment. I pursue the assignment. I do it. 
and I give it everything that I have. We don't try. We don't, it's not trial and error. Let's try this. If, does, if we don't get what we need, we'll try that. If we don't, no, no, there's no faith in that. And that doesn't please God. That doesn't bring the blessing of God. Right? We can't live life by trial and error. We must know with a 100% assurance that we are in the center of the will of God. I'm doing exactly what God wants me to do right now in my life. I'm doing exactly what God pre-planned that I'm doing in my life right now. Glory to God. Well, if you are not, you can make changes. You can make tweaks. Praise God. Hallelujah. God wants more than anything to show you and I the way to go. He's a good shepherd. He's a good shepherd. A good shepherd leads the sheep. Remember Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lighter. He leadeth me. The path of righteousness for his name's sake. Leaded me beside the still waters. Restored my soul. A good shepherd leads the sheep. God wants to lead you. And God wants to lead me into the good life. God doesn't want us stumbling into the good life. He came to give us the good life. Remember in John chapter 10 verse 10. Jesus said, he says, he says the thief comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. But I came that you may have life, and that you may have it. How? More abundant. That's why he came. Amen. So, so we can't afford to live, trial, live by trial and error. <laughs> no. We must be 100% sure that career you are pursuing, are you 100% sure that's God's will for you. That relationship, are you 100% sure? That ministry, that business, are you 100% sure? We can be 100% sure. We must prioritize and completely commit ourselves to the will of God. We must make life a life-defining resolution to always seek the will of God before making important life decisions. Giving God first place in our lives and seeking his will before everything else we do in life is the surest way to guarantee our success without regret. I love that. Listen, giving God first place in our lives and seeking his will before everything else we do in life is the surest way to guarantee our success without regret. Giving him first place in our lives and seeking his will before everything we do is the surest way to guarantee our success without regret. I know you may have heard this preach spoken to you directly or you said it to your, you said it to yourself and to others, but this must not be theoretical. This must be a first practical step approach to your life and everything you do. Find out the will of God before you choose where you live, where you go to school, where you work, find out the will of God before you decide on who and when to marry. Find out when the will of God, the will of God regarding uh, whatever car you want to buy, house you want to buy, regarding investments that you make, re- regarding major and minor decisions of your life, what to say, what to ad- how to address situations, how to address family issues. What Find out the will of God first. It's amazing to me how many times, you know, people, you know, you know, talk about, oh, they're going to do this, they're going to do this, and, and they are believing God, they are going to believe, they are believing God for, for his blessing on it, and you ask them, are you sure that's what God wants you to do? And they, I'm not sure, I'm just hoping. No, find out the will of God first. You must know that you know that you know that you are in the will of God. Nothing must be too small or too big. To inquire, to ask God about. Nothing must be too small. The Holy Spirit is given to help us, to help us discover the will of God. Amen. And so this bears repetition. Let's get closer to Him. Let's walk with Him every day. The Holy Spirit, remember? The Holy Spirit, our companion, our comforter. Talk to Him. Talk to Him every day. Don't, don't wait. To talk to him when you have a problem. <laughs> have a growing relationship 
with the Holy Spirit every day. None of us, none of us has mastered the art of working with God to the point where we don't need to be reminded about the place of working with the Holy Spirit. Work with the Holy Spirit. Amen. In your daily life, in the little things you do, because if you practice talking to the Holy Spirit, you practice asking the Holy Spirit for guidance, for help, for direction, in the little things of life, when big things come, you will do exactly the same thing. When, when big things come, you know, you won't... <laughs> I know uh, one of the things I ask when I'm not... Somebody says something to me about, you know, they're about they're committed to doing something, they're going to do something, they have decided they're going to do something. One of the questions I usually ask is, is that what the Lord told you to do? Are you sure that is what the Lord told you to do? And sometimes it looks like a question, like a superfluous. It looks like a question that is just like, you know... It's like an unnecessary question. Like, that's, I mean, come on, that's, you should know. But I'm finding out, and I found out over the years, that that's really not, it's not really a given for a lot of people. For most of us, actually. And I mean, for myself, and I'm sure for you, so let me use myself as an example. That's, I'm sure that's, that's easier for most people to relate with. So I'm not reading your mail, I'm reading mine. I mean, there's so many times when I've done things, I'm so sure I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And, and then I step back and I ask, but am I, is that, am I sure that's what the Lord wants me to do? And then I can't say yes. I can't say yes. I'm 100% sure that's what God wants me to do. So then I have to step back and go and pray about it. And make sure that is exactly what the Lord wants me to do. And if I'm not sure, then hold. Hold off. Hold my peace. And wait until I know for certain what the Holy Spirit is asking me to do about it. Even things as simple as having a conversation with family, having a conversation with your spouse, having a conversation with your your supervisor, with your manager, your boss, having a conversation with a workmate, with a Christian brother, a sister, another minister. Make sure that's what the Lord wants you to do and make sure you have the timing right. Sometimes when we say those things, some people look at why are you making it so... You are making it so spiritual. We're not making it spiritual. That is the right thing. That is the right thing. Because that gives God room to walk. When you do it in his time, when you do it in his way, when you do it the way he wants it done, it gives him room to walk. So then you are not kicking against the pricks. It's not a struggle. Most things in life that we do that I struggle, when we struggle to succeed, a lot of times, one of the reasons could be that we're trying to make something happen that God did not predetermine for us. We're trying to do something that was never planned for us to do. So find out the will of God. Get close to the Holy Spirit. Hmm? And, and as you get close to the Holy Spirit, remember the Holy Spirit also uses the written word of God. Right? The Holy Spirit uses the written word of God. So be diligent with the word. Right? Don't be, don't be one of those who... Um, don't have a close, intimate relationship with the word of God. Let the word of God be your first go-to. That's... That's my compass for life, is the Word of God. That's where my direction is. That's where I get my instructions. If I want to do something and I find out in the Word of God that's not according to the Word, then I'm just not going to do it. If I'm going in a direction and, and I find out the word of God actually instructs to not go in that direction. And that's it. I'm not going there. It's so important, child of God. This is why we call this a self-check, right? It sounds so simple. 
And yet, unfortunately, that's how many of us trip up. The simplest things, we're going to write this letter, you're going to write this text. Sometimes, you know, we're so upset, somebody just, whatever, something happened, you're going to write this message and you're just so upset, you're going to write this message, you are just going to send this message and you are going to send this message and, and, and let them know what you think and how you feel. You'll ask the Lord first. <laughs> Lord, I'm about to write this message and I'm going to curse this person out. Is that okay? Do you want me to do it? Check the word. Is the word say, is it okay to, 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 to curse people out and, and tell them off? And give them a piece of your mind that is not connected with Christ. If the word of God says it's okay, then do that. Check the word. Check with the Holy Spirit. Don't say, no, God doesn't care about this. It's too simple. It's just between me and him. It's between me and him. Let, let me and him know. No, no, no. God is interested in everything that concerns our lives. See, I said earlier on in our last service and this, these are simple. They sound simple. Self-check things. They sound like routine. They sound like just nothing big. Nothing. Yeah, but some, unfortunately, these are the areas where a lot of us trip up. Right? If you... Your car, your car is running smooth, um, but you don't service that car. You don't maintain it. You don't take it, whether it's three months. Some cars now is five months or whatever. Some is once a year, whatever it is. You know, it's some by miles, 5,000 miles, 3,000 miles, 10,000 miles, whatever it is, whatever the manufacturer says. If, if you don't maintain that car, and you don't have them check that car periodically. Check your plugs, check your battery, check your uh, alternator, check check your your if the car that uses a belt, check the belts in the engine, check you check the levels of your fluids, check check your tires, check all these things. Well, you, but you keep using the car. You keep using the car. Well, one day. Um, that car will not be available for you to use. You just pack up by the side of the road and say, I'm not going anywhere today. You say, no, we're not, this is like Balaam. No, we, are not, we have not arrived where we're going yet. This is where, where the car says, no, I'm, not, I'm just not going. I'm not going today. Right? Because the self-check, regular service, right? We just use the thing until it drops. Use it until it dies. Hallelujah. <laughs> and so, we trip up. But if you take it in, it doesn't have a problem, but you take it in and they check the life of your battery, they may find out, oh, your battery has maybe 30% life left, right? Um, within about a month or a few weeks, you might need to change this battery, but you don't know that. Right? One, one morning in the snow, you just jump in the car, you're going to start it, and that car refuses to go. Then you have to deal with all the hassles that come with a car that wouldn't start. And then you find out, oh, my battery died out on me. Oh, something else. Oh, what? Oh, and in, in, you call an emergency. Well, you know, did you have this checked? Do you check this regularly? No, no, I just drive this car. Where you will not, you, <laughs> this car will not deliver to you what it was designed to deliver to you. Because you are not treating it right. Self-check, self-assessment, looking at these vital signs of success is, is doing it right. Is, 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 is treating our lives right because we want to succeed. We want to succeed in the different areas of life that God has given to us. That's what it is. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Remember, God can see the end from the beginning. He can see beyond what you and I can. He also has an all-encompassing plan that takes into account our shortcomings as well as the imperfections of the world we live in. He can therefore be trusted to lead us on the right path and to make up the difference whenever life does not line up with our expected desires. I said in our last service, I said, are you 100% sure? And I also said, some people will say, well, you can't be 100% sure because we're imperfect. 
And, you know, we, we know we're human. It's true. We're human. We're imperfect. But as much as it depends on you, you can be 100% sure that aspect of your humanity, your imperfections, your shortcomings, that margin of error that it brings, that it creates, is insignificant because God will take care of it. Oh, that is, that is an amazing revelation that I discovered. Like, I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about the things that are introduced by the imperfections of life, by the imperfections of my humanity. God knows that. He knew that. And because he's working with me, he's my father, he's my shepherd, we're in covenant partnership, he's got my back. He has my back. I don't have to keep trying to turn, twist my neck, twist my neck to try to see the middle of my back all the time. No, I don't have to. I just need to be 100% sure that as much as it depends on me, I am right in the center of the will of God. I'm doing what the Lord has told me to do. And at the time that he wants me to do it, that's it. And God has your back. Hallelujah. Somebody say with me, God has my back. Say, I'm in covenant with God. God has my back. Hallelujah. Amen. Timing is so important. Timing is so very important. Sometimes God reveals things to us so we can do everything in ability to get prepared, but certainly not that we drop everything and start pursuing those things immediately. Hmm? A wise man once said, do not mistake the clarity of a dream or vision with its nearness. Don't be in a hurry. Don't rush. Make changes and adjustments and transitions slowly. Timing is very important. A lot of people have failed because of bad timing. Poor timing. One day, one month, one year, a few weeks can make a difference, a huge difference between whether we succeed or whether we fail in life. There are a lot of people who have jumped two days before they were supposed to jump. Right? They got their timing wrong. Timing is everything. It's important. Am I 100% sure I'm in the will of God? But am I also 100% sure that this is the right time? You've heard these things before. I'm sure you know these things. But it's okay to be reminded. Let's not, let's not tune God out. <laughs> because he's not sharing with us another new deep revelation. Let's just tweak. Let's make adjustment. Let's check where we are, and make adjustments with the things that we already know. Is this the right time for this, this undertaking? Right? Timing is so important. Oh, how much I know that. Timing is so important. Timing is so important. The times that you are so sure you are supposed to do something, and um, it is true you are supposed to do it, but there's a time that God has arranged for that thing to be done to bring you the best outcomes, the best results, the best um, rewards, and great decisions, awesome, wonderful, great moves, awesome, wonderful, but getting it done at the right time. Getting it done at the right time, executing at the right time, can make the difference between success and failure. Hmm? Are, you in time? Are you on time with God? Is this the right time? Do you have timing? Do you have a sense of timing? Are you on time with God? Hallelujah. Notice, timing doesn't necessarily mean wait forever. There are certain times we don't even feel ready. And the Lord says, just, just do that. Just do it now. And you can be going, Lord, but I'm, I don't think I'm ready for it. 
and, 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 and just step out in obedience to God's instructions because his blessings are on the other end of that instruction, on the other side of our obedience. Whether we feel ready or not. And then there are other times when we feel, I'm ready now, I'm ready now. And the Lord says, just hold on. Hold on, I'm still working things out. I'm still putting things together. I'm ready now. I'm ready now. I'm, I'm ready now. I'm, I'm ready right now. If I, if I don't do it today, if I don't, if I don't go for it today. Like, you know, I, I remember several years ago, a couple of ministers, and I've shared this story uh, over and over again. It, it bears repetition. It bears, it bears repeating it here. Uh, and they were going to start um, um, a, a ministry, a church. And, and they said to me, they had picked their time, they had, I think it was maybe sometime in the summer months, June or something. We, we, we are going to start that in June. And even I, with my limitations, with my shortcomings, I didn't really understand everything, but I understood. I could tell as their shepherd, as a shepherd at the time, I could tell, no, that's, that's, I can see it's not ready. There's a time when all things are ready and there's a time when it's just not ready. And they said, no, 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 it's June, because in their minds they were calculating Summer, you know, summer is a time to, and it's a cold part of the country. So, wow, you know, if you're going to do anything, do it in the summer and, you know. But we can't afford to make all these natural calculations. Yes, there's a place, there's a place to find out information, get knowledge. Knowledge that is easily available to us. God isn't going to reveal things to us that we can find out ourselves. Right? God isn't going to tell you it's cold, wear a coat. And it's, it's 30 degrees outside. But you could check, you know, Lord, tell me, should I wear a coat this morning? I'm praying, Lord, I'm seeking the Lord. Should I wear a coat? I'm, I'm headed out. Should I wear a coat? Go, go and check the temperature. You can check the temperature. <laughs> you don't need me to tell you. Check the temperature. And you check the temperature. It's 30 degrees out. It's cold. It's freezing cold. You don't need to pray about that. Grab your coat, right? God isn't going to... I know it sounds funny, forgive me for making light of this, but, but, but it's, it's, it's easy to see. It's a great illustration, right? God isn't going to reveal to us to wear a coat when it's 30 degrees outdoors, when we can easily find out what the temperature is. It's snowing, Lord. It's, it's snowing, Lord. Should I, um, uh, should I give myself a little bit more time to drive to work? It's snowing. Yes, I mean, God, you don't need revelation on that one. God isn't going to, all I'm trying to say, the Lord isn't going to bring a special revelation for things that we can discover ourselves. Somebody may know, you may be able to check something and find out, so find out. Hallelujah. We're running out of time here. Find out, is this the right time? Get all the information you need to get. Check, 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 and yes. And then when you have all that information together, then ask, Lord, is this your time? Do you want me to do this? Now, all that information we gather must not ultimately be the judge of what we do. We go ask the Lord, Lord, do you want me to do this? Don't let this natural, the Bible says, uh, in Proverbs chapter 3, this is a very familiar scripture. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him. He will direct your path. He will direct your path. So, yes, we get all the information. We get all the knowledge. But then we ask, Lord, is, do you want me to do this now? Are all things ready? Is this your plan now? And if you have peace, you go about it that way. And if you ask the Lord and you are not sure, then you hold. You hold your peace. Am I 100% sure that I am in the will of God? Am I in God's time? Sometimes we have a tough time trying to decipher the will of, the will of God or the voice of God on our own because we're either not accustomed to hearing Him ourselves or we're just not in a good place. God can sometimes use people to show us his will, to reveal his will, and show us timing. So, 
we all ought to take advantage of the blessings of having sound relationships around us. If we have mentorship or shepherding or friends and spouses and people that are close to us that are also close to the Lord, people with prayer bodies, people that can pray with us and people that can stand with us and help us find out, decipher the will of God, then we should lean on those and find out with 100% certainty what the will of God is. What the will of God is. Somebody somewhere has answers. Do you have life questions that you have prayed about for a long time but can't seem to find answers to? Somebody somewhere has the answers you seek. Find those people or read their books, listen to their instructions. If it is possible, cultivate a relationship of accountability with them and be willing to receive guidance and correction from them. Learn from them, learn from their example and expect God to use those seeds customizing them in helping you advance on your own journey. Am I a hundred percent sure that I am in the will of God right now? Do I have God's timing right for what I am seeking to accomplish? If the answer to that question is yes, then we're good to go. If we're not sure, we need to make sure. We need to make tweaks and adjustments. If the answer is an outright no, we need to make radical changes so that we can continue on the path of guaranteed success. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you so very much for tonight. We give you praise for your mighty presence amongst us. Thank you for revealing your will to us through your word. Oh, we open up ourselves, we receive everything that you have instructed us about, everything that you have revealed to us. Oh, Father, we give you all the glory and we give you all the praise. Have your way, have your way. God, even as we put this word to work, as, as, we, we, as we make adjustments, as we, as we make tweaks, as we... Um, and seek you and sometimes as we make radical changes lord we we trust you to help us we trust you and i give you all the glory and the praise father for all of my brothers and sisters everyone under the sound of my voice thank you father for your blessings upon their lives thank you father for the blessing of this service i give you all the glory and all the praise in jesus mighty name we pray amen and amen and amen Thank you so much, saints, for joining us tonight for this, um, this powerful session, this uh, Bible study. God bless you. We're out of time. We've got to go. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you again same time next week. God bless you. Good night. <music>